1: Backed by popular demand, and you never know where we're going to go. My buddy, my pal, my mentor, his ears must ring all the time. I hope he doesn't have a big head. You know who it is, if you've been listening to me at all. Matthew Labosco. That's today's inspiring, awesome guest. I love when he comes on, because it's just like we're sitting down, having a beer, glass of wine, tea, coffee, all of them above. But here's Matt. He is a licensed conscious transformation trainer, energy practitioner, and movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world and groups through his private practice classes and workshops. Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. His multi-discipline approach has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality that they didn't realize was
0: possible
1: welcome matt
0: great to be back sandy
1: so did you get the banging out we were talking about before usually when matt is in fat he starts going (laughs) (laughs) wait someone just broke to put the brakes on the car (laughs) and sandy and another thing you know
0: we'll we'll find out shortly i guess
1: but but he has a new puppy barkley so maybe you can just like pet barkley is he on your lap now?
0: No, he's all curled up on his little chair there with his giant rabbit ears. We oh think he's part God. rabbit.
1: We might have to just put a picture of Barkley with your podcast. Can we? That,
0: we can totally do that. He would love that. He's been waiting for his big moment. This could
1: <laughs> his, milk, his big break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, we need to catch up with what's going on with you. But today... Just so you know. And I had a lot of requests for this. And that's why I thought, you're the man. I was thinking last night, you know, we could just roll with it and see what the universe brings us. But I recently brought out, I'm sure you know this man, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Heard of him. He's with us. He's looking over us, I'm sure. The book, The Power of Intention, which has been around for a billion years. Do you know? Yes. And so I brought that up to you because thinking, hey, maybe we could do this. This is a great time to talk about, you know, visualizing your dreams, setting an intention, and then setting action, not just sitting at home saying, come on, bring it to me, baby. And so... (laughs) And I think people get misguided about, you know, when you yes. say law of attraction, intention, you know, yes. they think we're just going, yes, I just believe it's coming to me. And and that's not when, what Wayne Dyer was all about or anything. But before we get started, I want to read you this quote and see what you think of it. One of the first chapters, and somebody brought this to my attention. Uh, this guy, Carlos, quoted, it says, In the universe, there is an immeasurable, incredible force, which shamans call intent, and absolutely everything that exists in the entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting leak. Woo. What do you think of that, man? That's a big one. I figured I'd let you dissect that one.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely true.
1: Ah, <sighs> Mazel <tov. laughs> By the way, I always say these Jewish words, and I'm not Jewish, but it's funny because <laughs> I'm a lot of Jewish. Well, Mazel Tov. Yiddish, Oy
0: is just... Fabulous language. I don't care if you're Jewish or Japanese. Like, it is just fabulous. So, I, I applaud the use of the Yiddish. I love it.
1: Good. All right. So, tell us about that because some people might be a little confused. Like, what the heck is this guy talking about?
0: Um. Well, I mean, he's calling it content. You could call it consciousness. You could call it, um, you know, we can go with uh, George Lucas and just call it the force. I mean, there's. Can you this, call it God? A, Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, um, when I think of what the word God is for me, and I'm not saying anyone has to opt in for this or anything, but God is just a, it's it's like to me, it's this, this consciousness of love. It's this divine consciousness that unifies all of us in some shape, form or fashion. And that to me, I believe that is who we are at our core that consciousness of of,
1: yeah and we're on the same page there absolutely
0: i mean so i think what they're calling intent i would call you this consciousness this pure uh energy of divine love i don't even have a word for it uh but but yes it connects all things and uh this essence is inside of all of creation all of everything we know i mean even scientifically you know they're saying, "Gosh, you know, carbon—you will find that everywhere in the universe. So it, it all came from one source, right? Which is where some of yeah. these theories come from, of the Big Bang and da 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 da." But yes, to me, I do believe uh, that we are all connected by a force. And really, here's the thing with these beliefs: it really doesn't matter if it's actually what's going on or not. If you really start to look at what I believe in or the belief I'm holding, does it align with the experience I want to have while I'm here? So if I believe that I'm connected to all things and that, that, that my actions influence all things and that we're all connected at some level, that's going to have me engage in my life in a particular way. Yeah. Um, if I believe that there is no connection, all this is BS, and i just got to survive for myself and screw everybody else – Well, that will inform a different way of going about your life. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. I always say to people, since I was four, I would tell people, I have five angels. Don't worry about me. I don't have a lot, but they're going to look after me and they laugh a lot. And someone said, well, what if they weren't there? I said, does it matter? You know what I mean? Because I really believed
0: these angels were,
1: you know, were there for me and still are and since it's coming from love based i'm all for it you know i'm all for it Well, it aligns
0: with this idea that i'm supported at all times like if you really believe that you are supported all the time that's going to have you engage in life in a very different way than i'm all alone and i got to do this by myself like those are just two different beliefs none of them are true or real there but they will definitely create different outcomes
1: yeah i say here i have It Just coincidental, people sent me little angels, these little wooden angels from Willows. And somehow, I only got five from gifts. That's it. I don't have more. I don't have less. Got five. The people stop. And whenever I'm trying, I I can be stubborn at times, Matt, thinking I can do everything, you know. Whenever I get that, I look over at my angels and it reminds me that I'm not alone. You know, it's my little thing that... Tricks me, like goes, all right, reset your Mm brain. Yeah, Mm that you're not alone. Because so many times, even with all I know, I start trying to figure things out on my own and get frustrated. And and then all of a sudden I go, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we do that, Matt? Even when we know, I believe (laughs) absolutely I'm not alone. But I still Mm -hmm. sometimes go down these rabbit holes of not asking for guidance and try to do it. And I meditate and I do all that. Why? Why is that?
0: Um, because we're human and the experiences of feeling alone or, you know, isolated are all normal expressions that we have as humans. The the gift that you have is that you're aware you're there and you realize that you have an option to step out of it. Yeah. Um, so none of those experiences are bad or wrong or are never going to happen because they're all normal experiences. It's, it's not about naming these experiences of, hey... You know, there are times where we could feel lonely or um, isolated. We're not naming those so that we don't have them. We're naming them so that when, so we can be aware when we're there um, and maybe not make any big decisions from those places. Ooh, that's huge. Yeah.
1: So I want to, because some people might not get that. You know, we've been together a while, so I know what you mean. So just to clarify,
0: mm-hmm. it's the
1: same thing as, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. Don't deny you're having a feeling. Don't deny you have a thought. You just want to recognize it and be aware of it so you can
0: shift. So you can evaluate, is this emotion that I'm feeling or this thought that I'm having, will it create the outcome that I want to create? So it gives you the ability to evaluate where is the mind. Hey, the mind is thinking this. The emotion, because here's the thing about emotions. A lot of times people use emotion as a guide to t- inform them on what to do. And that's definitely a terrible idea. You should never use emotions to guide you to what you should do next. Okay. Emotions are there to let you know where you are. Right? So emotions, okay. the role of emotions to let you know where you are. So if I'm feeling doubt in myself and unworthiness, that is not an indication that I should pay attention to what I'm thinking or what occurs to me it's telling me, hey, right now I am inside of the intelligence or consciousness of unworthiness or self-doubt. And so if I want to create with the intelligence of self-doubt and unworthiness, then it's a good time for me to strategize and plan and make decisions. But if that's not the reality that I want to create, then I need to make sure that I don't sit down and do much planning and strategizing right now because I'm sitting down at my... Strat strategic table with unworthiness self-doubt insecurity and we're coming up with a plan together i don't know if that's really what you want to do i gotcha
1: but you ever hear people say fear motivates me there's nothing like fear mm-hmm. to motivate people mm-hmm.
0: i had my first mentor um shoot for me 14 15 years ago this is a super high capacity individual um basically Uh, built, self-made, and did it with high integrity. He was actually the first person in my life that showed me that you could build wealth with integrity because I had a belief that if you had that kind of wealth, you had to have taken advantage of people. That was just a belief system that I had at that time.
1: Yeah, a lot of people, too.
0: And he showed me that, no, that's not the case. Like, you could do this in integrity and serve and, and with high character. And so I'm really grateful to him for that. But one of the things he shared with me when I started with him was that the key to success is fear. I go, God, that's fascinating. And this is before I, you know, was studying the principles with Joey in conscious yeah. and conscious transformation. I said, wow, God, that just it seems weird. But how do I argue with, with this guy? Like, yeah. he's clearly done some things. Yeah. And what I realized working with him and as I grew and, and, and learned more things Yes, fear definitely motivated this man to be in high action. I mean, he grew up with nothing, you know, yeah. classic kind of American story, grew up with nothing and said, hey, I'm never going to want for anything and my kids aren't, blah, blah, blah. So it motivated him to build extraordinary wealth. I mean, his great, great, great grandkids aren't going to need to worry about money. Okay. And so you could name that as fear hit the mark inside of creating great wealth. But it completely missed the mark inside of not being afraid anymore. Because the fear he created his entire life with, he is wrapped in fear in a particular way with all this money. Because he's not afraid of not having enough money. His fear is focused on other things. And there's three very specific things. These gentlemen, this fear that he has cultivated over the years of building this quote-unquote success and wealth... His fear is now focused on losing his money. Every time I see him, he's telling me how the economy is about to crash. I mean, yeah. literally, every single time I see him in the last 10 years of knowing this man, he tells me the same thing. He also points to some dot or growth on his body somewhere and, and points at it and says, Matt, that, that could be cancer, man. What do you think? Um, you know, my friend who's 10 years younger than me just got died. Like, I just know it's just not our time before it's, my doctor tells me I'm like I have cancer. So he's terrified of, yeah. of dying. And the other part of the conversation I have with him every time I see him is, you know, things are good right now. But, you know, all it takes is something bad to happen to your kids, man. And then it all goes to shit. So okay. here's okay. a man who was driven by fear. And if you were to, like, have a conversation with him at the moment where he started to drive inside of fear, he would have believed that when I have money and wealth, I would not need to be afraid anymore.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, that,
0: and then I'll be free and peaceful and blah, blah, blah. But it just doesn't work that way. Because yes, you can be, it just depends on what you mean by successful. There's a lot of people that accomplish a lot of things by driving with fear and, and, and insecurity and, and unworthiness. Like it motivates them to take action to do a lot of things in the world, yes. but it's not going to get rid of the insecurity and unworthiness. So if success is doing stuff in the world, then sure, you can do that through fear, but if you define success as fulfilled, joyful, you know, peaceful life, then no, fear will never create that. I don't, it doesn't matter how much you accomplish.
1: Okay. So I do think there are a lot of people like that. I, I agree. And it carries over to other parts of their life. But isn't it possible that you're like, maybe it's not fear, though. Like, is it motivate? Like, I don't want to ever go back there. I don't want to ever live in poverty, I don't want to, you know, grow up like I did, can't that be a motivator
0: and not be fear-oriented? Well, yeah, again, it all depends on how you align with it and what the goal is. Okay. If the goal is not to be in poverty, yeah, you can do that through fear. But if you really ask yourself, why am I trying not to live in poverty, You'll, you'll And you spend some time really asking yourself, why is not being in poverty so important to me? It, it, there's an emotion that you perceive you will be eliminated or you'll access. So, oh, it's important for me not to know poverty because I don't want to be afraid anymore. Oh, okay, so if there's not fear, what is there? Oh, there's a sense of peace and freedom. Great. So you don't actually want to not live in poverty. You want to know peace and freedom in your life. You believe not being poor is going to provide you peace and freedom, which is yeah.
1: Well, the basics. Let's talk about the basics. If you have a roof over your head and food, wouldn't you say that can provide some sense of peace?
0: It's much easier to to know peace and fulfillment when your basic needs are met. Sure. Yeah, we're
1: talking basic. You know what I mean? Basic yeah. needs.
0: Yeah, but people are not talking about basic needs and they're talking about yes. know, poverty. But yeah,
1: <laughs> you're right. That's not what you're we're right. talking about.
0: If they're flat screen TVs and cell phones and they're talking about poverty. No, that's not poverty.
1: Yeah. So, circling around to setting your intention and you're saying don't let your emotions drive you. Okay. I didn't say that. Oh. I thought that's what you said. Damn. I was thinking that was good. Go ahead. (laughs) You're saying don't take action depending on where your emotions are?
0: I'm saying that don't 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 rely on your emotions to inform you on what you should do. Okay, all right.
1: So let me just say, I'm I'm I got I got to hear I'll the give difference. You an example.
0: I'll give you an example. Okay. Let's say I set this intention goal of getting in shape. Yeah. Okay. And and I and I aligned it in a particular way. I'm not going to get into that right now. But let's just let's just say. Yep. I want to get in shape. Right? Yep. It's important for me to get in shape. And, and I wake up in the morning, I set my alarm to go work out. If I allow my emotions to dictate to the, the action of should I get up, up and go work out or should I stay in bed and get some rest? The emotion um, might I be understand. aligned with, oh, it, my, I just love to stay in bed. I, I deserve the rest. I really should rest. It, it, love sometimes directs you into the things you want to do. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're the things that are going to produce the outcome that you want to create. So a lot of times when you're taking action towards this goal and intention that you say is important for you to know, a lot of times it's going to be uncomfortable to take the steps necessary to create the thing you've never created before. Okay,
1: okay, all right. Now, now that's clear. I got you. Yeah, I misunderstood. I I understand where you're coming from. So let's get back. They're in bed. It's much nicer to just stay there and be cozy cozy versus get up what you planned at 5 30 in the morning to go running which is going to help you meet your goal of getting in shape
0: mm-hmm. so what do they do well before they even set their action plan they've got to get very clear on why it's important for them to get in shape
1: and then if they have the why they can remind themselves while they're lying in bed with their coziness and their little puppy is licking their face, mm-hmm. why being uncomfortable and getting up is going to be worth it to them. Yeah, because their why is big. You
0: have to align your why with the actions you're taking. And, and here's the thing: like, you know what the number one enemy of creating things you haven't created is like the the your enemy inside of creating what you've never created before. Can't comfort- see it. Oh, comfort. Okay. Yeah, comfort is the enemy to creating. Okay. And comfort doesn't mean not painful, by the way. Comfort just means what I know. Okay. Right? So if I'm comfortable where I'm at, like people that aren't in a lot of pain, they're the hardest people to get to take action. It's true. Most people have very cozy prisons. Okay. And so they stay in their comfy prison. They're not fulfilled, joyful, et cetera, but they're not uncomfortable enough. They're not to miserable. About it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not. All right. So here segue in what's going on now, what's coming to me with a lot of questions is there are a lot of people that I want to say a lot, but people I know, many people I know who were on this track. They, they really were, you know, Going strong with their businesses and their personalized, fulfilling their dreams, and felt really good about, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. my friends and co-workers and stuff. And then when the quarantine hit and everything, it really took like like their breath away. Okay. Yeah. Which it did a lot of people. And rightly so. We don't need to get into that today. But they also, the same businesses, their same things they were gonna do. You know, it's not going to happen in the same way. So like a lot of people, they're pivoting, they're bobbing and weaving, they're figuring things out. This is the biggest, one of the biggest questions I get asked for me by listeners, viewers and friends. Like I'm having trouble jumpstarting right now, visualizing my dream, getting back on track because I'm just don't see how it's going to happen. I'm filled with anxiety. I'm filled with stress, you know, and they're stuck. And they want some advice to get unstuck, which mm-hmm. is why I was presenting to you, like, how can they start? Where can they start? When there's many that they're stuck in visualizing their dream and getting out of where they are right now. And then you said you just did a weekend on it. I did. Did you? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Did it you really? Were was... you making that up? No, No, I didn't.
0: I spent okay. probably, I don't know, 20 hours this weekend diving into the my you know 10 year 20 year five year, three year vision goals all the things i up to okay
1: but do you understand they're like what they're saying and these are people oh, yeah. who are not normally unmotivated i'm not talking yeah. i mean they're people that plan they mm-hmm. action and they this is what one woman said to me yesterday she's like so see anyone first hit i was doing this i was doing that i was like this is what i'm gonna do you know blah 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 i'm gonna go and then i slowed down a bit and said all right stop and smell the roses you know, and make sure there's a balance, and I'm going to take this as opportunity, to work myself, and then stage three was like ah, freak out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I said, "Don't worry, I'll talk to my mentor Matt. He will have some <laughs> answers for us."
0: Yeah, there, this is something I'm navigating with lots of clients right now, and yes. lots of business owners and all yeah. the things. And so here's here. And I know I'll it's, it's of, a big question. I know it's, it's not. It's actually question. quite simple. Oh. Yeah, it's really quite simple. Okay. Um,
1: By the way, while you're thinking, I just got a picture of his dog Barkley, and this dog's got the most adorable ears I've ever seen in my
0: entire life. I, He's part rabbit.
1: I, I mean, that is the cutest. Th- that face, I would just let him eat my shoes. You know, <laughs> have at it. We're gonna yeah. have to post a picture of Barkley. Oh my God, does he just get away with murder? That cute little no, thing. No,
0: definitely um, not. Oh, no. all right. Never mind. So anyhow. He's very handsome. All back
1: to, it? you know, big answers from Matt Labosco.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. If people were truly focused on, as you called it, their dreams, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which means there's a specific outcome that they're looking to create, there is absolutely no reason why that should change because of current current reality. Okay, you need to Outcomes know. should not change. So let me, I'll give you an example. Let's say I wanted to build a house, right? And I've got this vision for the house. I see it, you know, with the columns in the front and the porch in the front and it's two bedrooms and you walk in and there's this big open space and I see this nice staircase going up to the second floor and then I walk into the back and there's these windows and I'm looking out at the ocean and you've got this this vision for this house you want to create, this thing you want to build, right? And you're 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 planning on building it, um, you know, in the Rocky Mountains. So you start laying out the plans to build this thing in Colorado in the Rocky Mountains, right? And so you've got the plans and all these things, and you're you're you're, you're aligning it to be built on in the Rocky Mountains. And then all of a sudden, bang! You have to move to Florida, and now that house needs to be built in Florida. So, okay, everything changes inside of strategy, but the house that I was going to build doesn't change. I still build the house. I'm just going to go about it differently. So, the thing the, where people get caught and where the overwhelm, et cetera, comes in is when they get stuck stuck in how they're going to create the outcome. And not focus on the outcome itself. So if I start to focus on how am I going to do this, this is where overwhelm can come in. Because one thing you have to accept when you're creating something you've never created before is you have no idea how to do it. Okay, good point. Because if you knew how to do it, you would have already done it. Right? So I have no idea how Mm -hmm. to create the thing I've never created. So I have to accept that. If you take on, hey, I'm gonna learn how to create this, then you just focus on, hey, I'm gonna to continue to focus on the outcome because the outcome is what lights me up. When I think about the house and when I think about walking in, I think about entertaining people in the house, I think about walking into you know my office and feeling inspired and I feel like you you have, that's the vision, that's the outcome, okay. right? Yeah. Okay. The outcome is important to focus on because you want it to light you up in 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 the way you want it to light up inspiration and passion and love and joy, so that you can bring that joy, passion, inspiration to the next action. And really, that's the only thing we have to focus on inside of inside of what do we do next is just the next step. We don't need to know the next fifteen steps. We only need to know the next one. Now. What, what I will also say to people that have been navigating a certain path, um, it's like we fell asleep on planet Earth and we woke up on Mars, right? So we were kind of in, we had these systems lined up to operate our strategy inside of planet Earth
1: okay, and then we point. went
0: to bed and we're on Mars. So guess what we do with the plans and what, what we had for Earth? What do we do with them? Throw them out. You throw them out. You pretend like they never existed yep. and you have to start over. Oh, yep. okay. Let me realign myself with the outcome. Okay, here's the outcome. This is the this is the goal that I want to hit, whether it's a certain revenue in my business, whether it's a certain influence, a certain impact. Maybe I still want to create this experience with this person, my relationship. Maybe it's the house that I want to build. So now I'm going to get back inside of my vision, get back inside of that outcome, light it up again. I need to light it up. I need to get back to the outcome And then i got to start over and say, okay, I'm now on Mars. It's a completely different environment. Gravity's different. Everything's different. So I have to forget how I was operating my business on Earth, and I have to create a new business on Mars. And the companies that have done that are thriving right now. That's true.
1: But let's get – I just want to give some, like – there's three people that I really just want to give props to right here that have asked me questions. And one is a beautician who was starting her own business. Mm-hmm. The other one is a restaurant owner. And the other one was a fitness studio. Now, you can see how these three, the reason I'm giving these people props amongst all the other ones, because they got hit hard.
0: Oh, yeah. So, Those are the ones that get hit, I've gotten hit uh, right. the so, biggest hits.
1: Sure. So please ask Matt if my dream was always to have my own hair salon. How can I still stay focused on my dream? And it's the same kind of thing for the fitness guy and the girl who owns a restaurant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How are we doing that on Mars? You know, and the reason I'm giving you is because they're really more specific. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not mm-hmm. like a speaker, like a public speaker. You can sure. say, okay, you're going to do things virtually. You know what I mean? There's certain right. things I can say, listen, I can see how I would guide them. These three yeah. are tough little sticky Wiccans.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, so... So if the, 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 the goal is to open up a, uh, a hair salon, salon hair salon yeah. um, again, go back to step one. imagine yourself in the salon, imagine yourself having the impact. imagine all the things that are happening in your salon, imagine the revenue you're making. And what's most important is to continue to believe that that reality can happen, okay? and light and turn on the emotional state that aligns with that outcome because in order to create that outcome you have to embody the outcome as you're moving towards it does that make sense if i want to know this this connection this joy this fulfillment this passion you know inside of owning this salon then i need to i need to embody that now I need okay. to turn that on on a regular basis, okay? okay? regardless of what's happening.
1: Whatever way she can get there to get her get that feeling. I got gotcha. you.
0: That's got to be step one. And that is something that even prior to current reality, something that we want to be training all the time. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The other thing that, that, that it's important to, to acknowledge right now in those scenarios is this will pass. Meaning, like, yep. this is not going to be the forever thing,
1: yeah.
0: Right? Like, we're going to look back on this first, second quarter next year. This time next year, we're going to say, Remember when,
1: yeah. So then we'll be right? back on Earth and not Mars,
0: exactly. Like, like it'll be a, the Earth will be a little different, but it'll be much more like the Earth we know, okay. All right, right, okay. And it's going to pass, like, they like. They can't shut down the economy indefinitely. Like right. that's just not gonna work. So, you know, once the the vaccine comes out and blah blah blah, like people are now gonna feel a little bit more comfortable to go out and about, right? So this is this is a temporary thing. It's gonna pass through, right? So just having the context of this will pass is important. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then you relentlessly ask yourself one question. What's, okay. the opportunity, what's the unique opportunity here to move towards this outcome? Because any time we're in a unique environment like right now, there are unique opportunities. Unique environments mean unique opportunities. So if I start to look at what are the unique opportunities in this completely very unique environment – I will start finding those opportunities. And maybe those opportunities inside of a salon is people still need to get their hair cut right now. Like that's still going to happen. Like people are still looking to get their hair cut. So how can I create some systems that um, make people feel safe? Speak to where people might be, which, if there's people there, are, like, and then there's the whole gamut of people. There are some people like this, and I'll, I'll come get my haircut, I don't care if you wear a wet mask or not. Like, there's those people, and then there's the people that are like, Yeah, um, unless you can do a haircut virtually, I'm terrified. And actually, I don't even <laughs> yeah. want to talk to you on the Zoom right. call because what if it transmutes through Zoom and I don't maybe they just don't know it could go through Zoom? Like, yeah. and then there's people on that end of the spectrum, right? Yeah. And so. If you if you recreate your systems, right? So okay, I still want to serve people inside of cutting their hair. People, there are still going to be plenty of people out there that still want to get their hair cut. Yeah. Um, and so okay, I can't sit around and wait for it to go back to the way it was, right? And that's kind of what I think. As you described, you're like, okay, you know what? This is what it is. I'm just yeah. going to enjoy some time off right now. And, you know, um, and there's this idea that, you know, in a little while it will go back to normal. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's that's why people get stuck in that. It's like, no, no, no. I have to literally redesign and recreate the way that I do business. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think that's what happened initially, Matt. People were like, okay... They got scared. Yeah, everyone's running around They were like so they're... scared. And then they adapted. And they're like, it's uh-huh. going to pass a little bit. It's going to be just a little bit. And now it's taking longer. And that's when the freak out came. Like
0: yeah, because now. they weren't proactively shifting and changing their systems. Like the, the couple of um, clients that I have that are, you know, own gyms, are trainers, et cetera. Yeah. We immediately went to work on, hey, let's adapt to the new environment now. Yeah. Yeah, And what's cool is these two guys that I work with that have that have their own uh, training business, um, they've now built an entire business on training people virtually. I mean, they're actually training who people in think, Europe.
1: Who would think, Matt? Who would think?
0: You know what I'm saying? Of course. Right? But they just went right to it. Like immediately they started to make those offers and, yeah. and, and, and started to, to um, address the fact that people are home they want to move their body. They can't even go to the gym. So they pounced on that. And I'm not saying they're the only ones. There are some people that took that action. Yeah, and yeah. so what's pretty cool is it's not that they don't want to engage with people one-on-one back in their studio uh, and train people you know, face-to-face and do those things. But what they did was they leveraged the current reality and saw an opportunity to serve yeah. people that were in need of their service. And yeah. all I kept saying to them was, guys, think about just serving people right now. Don't think about, don't panic about money. Look at the opportunity to serve right now. Like there are people that could use your service. And so if you think about when you put together your systems right now, yeah. like how can you serve people? How can you create such value to for these people and and, and deliver that to them? And, and so now they have this part of their business that continues to grow that can be that, – that they're creating systems for. And so when things go back to we'll call it the new normal where they can go back to their gyms and people can work with them one-on-one, they've just basically expanded their impact, their business, their reach, their influence because they leverage the current reality.
1: Yeah, you know what? that's a really good point, you know, and I was, I have a friend who was in with another gym and finally he broke out on his own and he was really scared to do it, but he did it, you know, he did it anyhow. And it was right before, uh, quarantine and he has, um, a jujitsu business. So I went to talk to him and he says, Sandy, you can tell me about virtual and you can say all that, but right now, I just don't want to hear it because how would I do my business virtually? You know what I mean? Because you're all over one another, one another. And uh, he, he just wasn't ready to hear anything. But I don't know the answer for that because that's, that's a difficult one. Do you know what I mean? But there's got to be a way.
0: Um, yeah, again, like if you just take that fundamental assumption that I started with, which is I know there's a unique opportunity for me here to leverage and you own that as, like I said, when we talked a little bit at the beginning about beliefs, if I opt into the belief that this is going to be really hard and challenging, then it will be hard and challenging.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Simply because that's what I'm focused on. And I know people think this is kind of like, you know, new agey, but if you really pay attention (laughs) to the, to the way the mind thinks, it literally creates your reality. If I wake up every day and say, this is going to be a hard day, you basically just created your day. Yeah. Yeah. Like done. If I, if I opt in and train belief, and here's the thing, when I say train belief, it's like a literal thing. Belief is not something that's there or not there. Belief is a choice and you can train belief. And so I train and give myself permission to, to believe that there is a unique opportunity here for me to leverage (laughs) then my brain starts to go to task and starts to find the opportunities.
1: And I do. And I was thinking that because somebody's just, it's so funny you said that. I was trying to say the same thing and they're like, Sandy, if you're going to give me this new age bullshit, stop it. Just stop it. And I didn't, and I was like, no, there's science to it. And that's, I think I might've reached out like, is there any science that I could give for this person to say, this is not no, But here's
0: true. the thing. And I, I think skepticism is a healthy thing. Okay, skepticism is a healthy thing as long as you don't, as long as it doesn't prevent you from taking, of trying something. Yeah. So you can be skeptical, okay, but do it anyway and let the results speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's my invitation to people. Listen, you cannot believe anything I'm saying or any of this happy, you know, happy horseshit, you know, however, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But fine. You can believe like that, but I would still invite you to try it and let the results speak for themselves. Yeah.
1: It might be too. Like, let's say somebody always wanted to open a restaurant. It may not be they open a restaurant. They might, like I have a friend, he found something else that he actually likes more. Do you know what I mean? Because he was open to, he said every day I kept saying, I'm going to be open to new opportunity." Like, I don't know where it's going to take me, but I'm going to be open. And he's doing something totally different, like medical sales. And he loves it. I I mean, from his whole life, he thought he wanted a
0: restaurant. His whole life. Right. Isn't that crazy? Well, again, it all goes back to, you know, what is the reason why I want to do what I'm doing? And if I'm doing this thing... Because And this is the other checkpoint that I was going to mention on side of the original question you had. If I was in pursuit of a, a goal, mm-hmm. okay, and I was moving towards the goal, and then something happened, and then I was destroyed.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That is a yellow flag that the way I was orienting to the goal – was the condition to being fulfilled and happy, meaning I was in pursuit of hitting this mark so that I was fulfilled and happy, similar to the example that I used with my first mentor. I'm in pursuit of building great wealth because when I hit great wealth, then I'll know peace and freedom. So what happens on the path is if I'm on the path to hit this mark so I know peace and freedom and in some shape or form I, uh, something happens and I fall short, then my current like, experience of what I'm creating with is exposed. So if if I'm pursuing the goal to be joyful and to feel fulfilled, mm-hmm. then I am engaging in the creation from a place of sadness and unworthiness. Because in order to feel joyful and fulfilled, I have to hit this mark which I haven't hit yet. So, in the pursuit of the mark, if I'm not feeling joyful and fulfilled, then I'm probably feeling sad and unworthy.
1: You know, I have to give you a little prop here, and I'm going to tell you a little story, and I don't think people know this about me, but perfect timing in the universe. My clubs were sold, like, Mm
0: -hmm. last March.
1: I didn't really want it to happen, but in hindsight, it, it was a blessing for me, but... Here I am, you know, I wrote these books. I'm supposed to be doing all these speaking engagements and my dream is to impact millions. Right. And I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Like all these opportunities to come out for a big one. And you know how much I love that. Like I feed off people's energy. And so I'm so excited. Book comes out right before this hits. And then I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? And I, I think I was speaking to you about it and I was, you're mm-hmm. like Sandy you know, you want to impact life. So just keep focusing on that. You know, how can I help serve others? How can I help others? Create pure joy. And what came to me is something I always said. This is where the doubt came in. I wasn't going to go back to like, okay, I did trainings and I owe clubs and now I'm doing masses and reaching masses. And people are like, hey, can you train me at home? I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I did that. I haven't done that for 20 years. Can you train me at home? Virtually is like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, a month into it, people are like, can you train me from home? Like, you know, some of, you know, mental and physical, you know, to follow my book. And I thought, okay, let's go back to what I want to do. All right. I want to serve others right now. You know, I want to spread pure joy and freedom. So I thought, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this. And guess what? I love it. (laughs) I freaking love it because it's different. I know I'll get back there to speaking in crowds someday, but I'm having fun with something I thought I would never, ever, ever, ever want to do and not enjoy it. So not only... Was I stubborn for about a month? Do you know what I mean? And then finally, like, um, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try this. And then it was just the metal stuff, Matt. And then they're like, well, can't you just virtually do the workouts with us? I'm like, oh, God, no, no, no. And then I'm like, all right. <laughs> and guess what? I enjoy the combination. And I am impacting people in a different way and serving others. But it is bringing pure joy, freedom, and laughter. What you do you think of that, Matt? That.
0: Yeah, man. Amen. I mean, you but that it's, you're bringing the joy and freedom to the space you're not asking the space to provide it for you that's the difference
1: that's true but I was stubborn for about a month because I kept thinking you know where, I'm going to be out there soon going to be out there soon and then the mm-hmm. calls kept coming and I kept, I don't know if the calls kept coming because I, I, you know me, I always look at what do I want? You know, I want to serve others. I want to create laughter. I want to impact millions. But I was like, well, if I do these things one-on-one, do you see where I was getting stuck? I'm not going to impact millions. That's just impacting one person at a time. And somehow I looked at something that says, you know, change the world one smile at a time, which used to be one of my big, big sayings. And I thought, okay, oh, well. I'll just give this a shot. If I hate it, I'll suck it up. And I didn't hate
0: it. It's weird. Isn't that weird? Well, I mean, it's actually just the way it works. You know what I mean? Because what you did was you didn't have the thing you were trying to accomplish be the condition to knowing joy and fulfillment within yourself. Right? So if I have it lined up as I need to influence lots of people at the same time in order to feel – like, I'm doing a good job or that my life is worthy, I'm worthy, I'm fulfilled, then that's a pretty big condition, right? If I know that fulfillment and joy is something I can turn on and access every step of every moment of every day, then Mm -hmm. whether I'm talking to one person or thousands of people, that joy and fulfillment can be the the same thing and... I'm still making that contribution if you want to get to kind of where we started into that global consciousness that we're all connected to. So as long as I show up in a space of joy, fulfillment, and peace, that's the impact and influence I'm having on the world, period, because I am the world.
1: You know what? I'm so glad you said that because with everything being virtual, and I get it all the time and it's hard, oh, I got – you know. A million hits. I got 1k viewing, I got this viewing, and I see people trying. Like, how much did you get? I just did Facebook Live and I got this. And not that you shouldn't aim for numbers, where there's a difference between that and one upping people and getting caught up in that to feel that you can make a difference, you know. And I think sometimes I get caught up in that, Matt. Like, oh my god, did I get enough people on? Like, did I make it? Did I make a difference? It's and, an easy
0: thing to get caught up in, sure. yeah,
1: and it's. You know, you have to remind yourself: like, did I fulfill my vision? Create pure joy, freedom with laughter. You know, and now and then, just yeah, and being silly. And if I do that, not that I don't want to reach a lot of people, but then I feel better. I feel happy.
0: Vision fulfilled. Yeah, yeah. I had I had
1: some young lady who said, "Please ask Matt." I did about what should I do? I did a live webinar. And you don't see the people, but she said, I guess there's participants. And mm-hmm. halfway through, she, I, I think she's an astrologist. She could see people go off. And she said it really affected her in the next 30 minutes. She tried not to let it affect her. And I was like, oh, they could have been cooking dinner. They could have only, they're going to watch their, you don't know why. She's like, Sandy, I wish I could say it didn't bother me, but it bothered me. They clicked off halfway through so I told her not to focus and lie, not look down, you know, because you don't even know the reasons, you know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's irrelevant why they did whatever, but a um, couple things, right? Uh, that is exactly kind of again what we're talking about here. Like, hey, what defines a successful webinar? That people liked it. That people stuck on the whole time that people appreciated and got something out. Yes, absolutely. If that's the way I'm naming a successful webinar. I'm yeah. in trouble. Yeah, yeah. If successful webinar is I deliver the presentation feeling passionate, joyful, and fulfilled, mm-hmm. and I learn something from this experience, vision fulfilled.
1: You know what? That's true because when I first I do webinars and when I first started them, I was really really you know nervous like what if people don't come on and then I, I had to remind myself like that's not why I'm doing it
0: mm-hmm. and do
1: I feel good about it and was the message great that I delivered and yeah would I do things differently of course you know well, of you course. learn it's
0: called learning right yeah exactly.
1: learn but I think that all the people out there that are listening, if you're doing anything of that, I think it's brave to put themselves out there like that,
0: you know? Anytime got, you do something you've never done before, it takes courage, which is moving, taking action even when fear is there. Like that's what courage is. It's yeah. taking action even when fear is there. And so, if and here's how I would, I would like orient to that. So let's say you showed up in an inspired, passionate, joyful, you, 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 you really showed up in that way. Yeah. And you delivered the message you really wanted to deliver. And yeah. 30% of the audience hated it and said, I'm never coming back.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You just made, this just made fact, my heart stop.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Celebrate that you've just created space for people, the client that you want. Those aren't your clients. Yeah. The other 70%. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, those 30%. Like if, that, if that's not... If this isn't like if they're like here's like when I when I when I do a talk or I mean I'll give you an example of a talk I did where three people literally got up and walked out. Oof. Okay. Did did it shake you at all? No, I knew I nailed it. I love you, Matt. (laughs) Because because the message that 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 was part of that lesson was owning your life and being empowered. And I was talking about, hey, we all play the victim role at times, but none of us are victims in this moment. Gotcha. And so this particular person, it was really fascinating because she raised her hand. She's like, well, there definitely are victims in the world. I go, I don't agree with you. I hear that you believe that, but I don't agree with that. And she Mm. points to her friend and she goes, but she's a victim. You have no idea what she's been. I go, first of all, like, let her speak for herself. Like, labeling her as a victim is not helping her. Yeah. Right? She didn't yeah. like any of this. And so I said, listen, I, I'm just telling you that, like, those two beliefs of, hey, um, I have the power to move forward and create anything I want, or I can't because of what happened to me, those are just two days, two ways to orient to something. Um, I'm not going to say one's good, bad, or, or right or wrong, but they will definitely create two different realities, and we do have a choice inside of which things are. Well, she didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. So she left. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, like, like, it's okay. Like, she got out of it what she needed to get out of it for whatever reason – she came there. To, I happened to be taught, like that happened to be the lesson that I was teaching that night. There yeah. was no mistake that they showed up there. Yeah, absolutely. So for whatever reason, they needed to hear that. Yeah. And if they got angry with me and pissed off at me, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's I'm a- good with it. Yeah. I'm not here to like get people to like me. I'm here to empower those that are ready to be empowered. Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. Someone said, well, how would you feel, you know, if you're speaking and someone says, you know, I don't agree with you. You, you, I said, well, you, that's okay. You know, not everyone's going to agree with you. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to attract those who want to hear what you have to say. And that's it. I remember this one guy was arguing with me, Matt, arguing about something. I said, I said, you misunderstand. I don't care that you have my belief system. It's Okay. It's okay, you know? It We don't need to argue. You know, this is mm-hmm. what I have to say. And if you're ready to hear it, great. Mm-hmm. But he would not back down. He wanted me to believe the way he believed. And he was not letting go. So Yeah,
0: a lot of times when people are trying to get others to, to opt into their beliefs, is they're actually just trying to convince themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... We got to wrap up, dude. Of course, here we are again, you know, with, I feel like there's so much more to say, but just to circle back around, because there was, by the way, there were so many questions that were coming in about this subject and I will get to them and I will send them to Matt and we'll be happy to answer them. But you're, when this girl says, so basically what Matt's telling me is don't stop dreaming big. Keep my dreams. Just, you know, don't be so adamant about how it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing I said. Set your condition for fulfillment, joy, and peace as low as possible. Okay? So my if, like if your condition to know love, peace, and joy is that you woke up in the morning, that's something you could probably hit pretty much every morning. Gotcha. Right? So my yeah. condition to know love, peace, and fulfillment within myself is that I'm breathing. I woke up and I'm breathing. Yeah. Once you set the condition for that experience very low – Set the things you want to create in life like as high as you could like for the stars yeah okay so hey, my condition to know freedom peace and love is that I woke up today the things I want to create from this place of love freedom is I want to send I want to be the first person on planet Pluto like I don't know like, yeah. like you can set the mark as high as you want yeah but that mark is not the condition to your joy fulfillment and peace that's I love the it. that's the key yeah.
1: All right, Matt, before we go, how can they reach out? How can they get more of you in a group setting, in a private setting? What's the best way?
0: Um, just reaching out to me directly right now is probably the best way. Okay. Um, you know, you can uh, email me at matt.labosco at conscious um, If that's too much of a handful, a mouthful, you can just do mlabosco at gmail.com. We can put all this in the, in the, the notes, of course. Yes, yeah, I will. Um, but you know, for any courses or classes that I'm, t- I'm teaching or or anything like that, you can always go to ConsciousTransformation.com and, and go to. Is there anything coming
1: group. up in the near future?
0: Um, you? I have some. I'm starting a uh, power of uh, what am I starting a power of intuition class at the end of this month, which is available to everybody. Um, it's a virtual offering available to anywhere anybody uh, around the, the world i have people from from many different countries in that class which is super oh, cool. fun um so that starts um july 29th and it's an eight thirty p.m start east eastern standard time oh cool um, And it's a 12 week class and, we and you still free... have room for that yep yep it's a virtual class and um so yeah there's room there um that's my next offering that is open to anyone and yeah we're basically going to be talking about how to access our intuition and and distinguishing that from our gut instinct and emotional patterns very similar to what we talked about a little bit today so very fun i
1: highly recommend it people i highly recommend it all right matt we gotta go is there anything i didn't get in that you want to say before we sign off
0: um i'm going to leave you guys with three key things when you're when you're creating and when you're setting an intention i'm just going to give you these three things all right three most important things you want to do when you're creating something new it's going to sound obvious step one but it's really important name what you want to create like you got to get very clear and specific on what you want to create there's so many people that have never even named hey what do I want to create like what's the outcome I want to create Yeah. step two focus on it obsessively step three measure and evaluate your progress nothing you're not going to grow in any area if you don't measure and evaluate on a regular basis
1: I know. That's important, too. I always skip over step three.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: All right, Matt. Thank you so much You're for my so let's welcome. keep it real, people. I know you had a blast. Please check them out. And until next time, Tiddles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.